Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, the health bosses and the unions each appear to be blaming one another for the confusion caused yesterday to patients in Northern Ireland. You would have understood, if you were listening to our programme yesterday, uh, just how much confusion there was going into the day about who was getting what, where it was available, and who was going to miss out. Well, as the day progressed, it seemed to be a bit of a debacle in many, many ways. But who's to blame for the upset to the ill? Because at the end of the day, regardless of whether you are on strike, quite understandably on strike or not, regardless if you're an employer, quite understandably doing your best or not. The bottom line is the most important people in all of this are those who are ill. Uh, let me speak to Lisa Smith uh, from the Belfast Telegraph. Uh, Lisa, good morning. Good morning. Uh, confusion did reign yesterday, uh, Lisa. Just for people who aren't familiar, for people who maybe weren't watching uh, the news or following us yesterday on the programme um, and who haven't a dilemma in their family or who haven't an employee or a family member who is a health service employee, uh, just remind us of how yesterday unfolded. So essentially last Friday afternoon, around half past four, the Belfast Trust put out a statement saying that it was cancelling most of its outpatient appointments, elective surgeries, that kind of thing, um, um, for most of this week. Um, so then on Monday, well yesterday morning then, the Chief Executive of the Trust then admitted that um, some, well all, cancer diagnostic tests were being affected this week as well. Um, so obviously that has caused a great deal, deal of uh, fear and confusion and upset with patients. But of course some people turned up yesterday and were seen. Yes, well that's what I've been hearing. A number of different people have spoken to me and told me um, one person in particular told me that staff, well the doctors were told they had to be there even though the clinics weren't running. Um, and uh, I have been told that patients who turned up, because as far as I'm aware, patients weren't patients weren't written to. So unless you saw the news, you didn't know that your your clinic wasn't running. I've been told that patients were turning up yesterday and were being seen if they turned up. And, and I think that that's added to the anger within you know from the staff side the point of view because they feel like they are being blamed unfairly for. 
um, you know, the difficulties that are being experienced by patients. There seems to be a complete fallout between the unions and the the trust board, the 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 people in charge of the the, the trust. And yeah. while, while, if you excuse the pun, while you don't have any trust between the employer yeah. and the employee, you're never going to make any progress. No, I mean, when it gets to the point where uh, unions are going out on strike, obviously things aren't good. But I think it needs to be remembered again that the Royal College of Nursing, this is their first day of industrial action. This is the first time they have ever done anything like this in 103 years. So it's clear how how bad things have become. Um, and now it seems that there's a bit of mudslinging going on. Um, both sides are making different claims. I also think you need to remember, so we we don't know, the Belfast Trust have not come out and said whether they specifically asked Unison uh, or and the RCN to exempt uh, cancer diagnostic services from the strike action. Uh, Unison and uh, the RCN have both come out and said that they were not made aware of this, they were not asked about this. And it is difficult to imagine that any union, if they had been approached and told that cancer, any kind of cancer service was going to be affected by industrial action, that they would say, well, that's, that's tough. Because that's a, that's a PR disaster. And in a situation like this, you know, the, the unions need the public on their side. That's exactly the question that I was about to, to ask you, Elisa. Going from the feedback during this programme yesterday, from the texts and the emails and the calls, the public is with the employee. But how long will that last if the employees are out on the street and the public is being inconvenienced and we begin to hear both sides of the story and people start to wonder, is the union being too difficult? How long does that last, that sympathy towards the employee? Well, you see, this is a very, very difficult uh, question. I've, I've never seen anything like this before. I've never, ever experienced where, where so many health service employees are, are taking part in industrial action. It's very, very difficult to gauge. At the moment, the public sympathy is absolutely with the staff and with the unions. Uh, we need to remember as well that one of the big reasons why the unions are going out is because they are concerned about patient safety. And anyone who has had any interaction with the health service in recent years will know that the service isn't always safe um, you know patients are you know how many we've got over 300,000 people waiting on a first outpatient appointment um, the number of people waiting over a year between June and September of this year rose by 3,000 people are dying on waiting lists people are dying on trolleys in, in emergency departments People are waiting for, for months in hospitals to get beds in the community. You know, the health service is in crisis. And are we asking, you know, are we asking our staff to give up on the industrial action and just go back to, to working in a service that isn't safe? But at some point, it's going to become less safe if they're not doing their job. But they are doing their job. You know, they they would argue that they are doing their job. They are working with the employers to try and mitigate. And they are... um, It's it's such a difficult situation. Um, We really need somebody to step in. And, and, uh, you know, they've got to find the money. They've 
got to try and increase the number of nurses that we have in Northern Ireland. I mean, you know, two weeks ago, the Belfast, well, three of the trusts, um, said that they were cancelling elective surgeries for the foreseeable future because they didn't have enough theatre nurses. That's not a safe service. You know, so it, we have come to the point now where something has to be done. What can, what can be done, Lisa? You're working, you're working on the, the, the stories day and daily as a health correspondent, as, a, a, as someone who writes about health very often on the front page of your paper. What, what, what can be done? Because, you know, we, we don't have a government. We don't, mm-hmm. we, 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 we don't have a government locally. We don't have a government across the water. What, you know, what, what can be done? Well, this situation is unprecedented. I mean, we do, we have unions out, we have staff out, and we don't have a government. There's nobody being held to account, really. Um, We need urgent transformation of the health service. Um, Before the assembly collapsed, uh, there was a report, the Bengoa report was published, which made all sorts of recommendations about transformation to the way the health service is run. And there is some kind of progress on that, but a lot of it is being hindered because it needs funding and it needs an executive. We need a health minister to approve these changes. Um, and without the executive, I mean, there was the, 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 there was a committee at Westminster recently published a report saying that if the assembly doesn't come back before Christmas, um, Westminster are going to have to step in and and uh, whether it's they come in and start providing funding for three years to allow the health service to plan better. Um, at the moment, their budget is an annual budget and it's very, very difficult to plan properly when you're working year to year. Nathan has sent us a text Hello. saying he was on the picket line yesterday and he saw politicians turn up to lend their support. He says, brass neck, in inverted commas. I, I, I'm just yeah. wondering. I'm just wondering. Were, were the politicians challenged by the people on the picket line yesterday? Because when you're looking for votes, of course you're going to uh, turn up. But you wouldn't have to be the most assertive of journalists to have asked a politician a hard question yesterday. I think this is another thing as well. Um, obviously, the the unions are fighting for pay parity um, with the rest of the UK. We lost pay parity whenever the assembly was in place. So our political parties uh, okayed that at the time. And now they are the ones calling on the department to give the the staff pay parity. Um, So I think the public as well as the staff would be well within their rights to put those questions to to the politicians. It's all very well for them to sit back now and say, um, you know, demand that, that, that... staff get pay parity but you know we're, we're unless they come back we're relying on Westminster to, to to step in and make that happen so or we also need well we also need um the the permanent secretary secretary at the Department of Health I mean he's arguing that he has neither the budget nor the ability to do that the unions would argue that he does so it's it's very very messy and it's very very difficult to see how how we're going to come to a, a resolution anytime soon. And how does it play out over the next few days? And wh- why is the eighteenth of December such a big date in all of this? 
So the 18th of December is the day that the Royal College of Nursing begin their strike action. Today they're involved in industrial action, so there aren't actually any walkouts. What they'll be doing today is you won't see nurses doing any overtime, you won't see nurses doing anything over and above what is not their clinical responsibility, so they won't be um, changing beds um, when a patient leaves a ward. They won't be transferring patients between wards unless it's clinically necessary, um, which in itself has the potential to bring the hospitals to a, to a halt. But next week, they will be going out. Um, and also, it's worth noting that Unite last night announced uh, the results of their ballot. Um, they have now said that they are going to be joining in the industrial action. So I think they have about 4,000 members as well. Um, right across the health service that are going to be uh, taking part in industrial action unless we can get a resolution before then. Uh, And finally, Lisa, what sort of support is expected with the industrial action? What percentage of staff will actually forego their salaries and go on strike? Well, I think the turnout and support so far has been very, very good. Uh, We'll see as time goes on, um, if public opinion starts to turn against the staff, um, then the staff may be less likely if they see anyone coming to harm. You know, the people people go into the health service to to help people. Um, so this this has been a difficult decision for for the staff as well. Um, but that is one question. Interestingly, I put to the Belfast Trust yesterday, and they wouldn't answer. I asked them how many um, staff have been involved in industrial action, and how many do they expect to be involved throughout the week, and uh, they wouldn't say. Um, so, you know, we will have to see as, as the weeks, the days and weeks ahead play out. Okay, Lisa, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Lisa Smith, of course, uh, covering that on the front page of the Belfast Telegraph. Uh, it's, it's almost 20 past nine. How have you been affected? And are your sympathies still rock solid with the protesters and the people taking the industrial action? Do you have worries and concerns? Are you shoulder to shoulder with people who really do feel that they are being underpaid and anything but respected in their profession. Uh, 028903105 or do you see indeed the trust and the civil servants being between a rock and a hard place because of the political debacle that is Northern Ireland? I must say I can hardly believe that this person who has sent us a very detailed text is actually a civil servant but, but you know, the telephone number has been sent to me, the uh, contact details details are here um, so I, I'll take it as it is and I'll, I'll read it. It says first and foremost I am aware of civil servants sitting in offices with absolutely no work to do and then in capital letters he says I am one of them. The manager's egos are too big to admit their team is surplus. If you ask for a transfer it's refused due to business need Even if you want to do an honest day's work, you can't get a full day's work to do. Can you comprehend the amount of public money that's paid out for nothing? Nurses on the front line should be getting this money. The whole civil service needs reviewed. 
there are millions in savings waiting to be made right up to leadership level. Now, is that, a, is that a real civil servant? Is that someone sitting in an office listening to this programme with no work to do today? Is that a former civil servant who's disgruntled and wants to make a point on, on the radio? Or is it a genuine, hard-working individual who's in the civil service who feels that he, I'm not sure whether it's male or female, he or she uh, would like to do more work and would be more than happy to see less people in the civil service and that money going to frontline staff who are in the nursing profession. I am open to your guidance on that and especially if you are a civil servant and you are run off your feet and you're finding it very difficult uh, to get all the work done that you have to do, uh, paint a picture, paint a picture of a working day for us please because uh, you certainly deserve the opportunity to have your day described on the radio considering uh, this person who claims to be a civil servant has just uh, described their day. Uh, 028 Frank, I am in total agreement with our nurses taking industrial action. My daughter is a nurse in the emergency department at Craigavon Area Hospital. If people could witness the stress in my daughter's face and the pressure that she's under, she's not getting her tea break, she works through her lunch break, uh, they would be in agreement as well, says uh, David, who's in Tandrake. Uh, David, uh, good morning to you. A very similar comments yesterday from people who were related to uh, nurses making a pitch on their behalf and describing how they're very much at the end of their tether. Uh, As for Bill, he's not so sympathetic. He says public opinion will start to turn. The pay differential between Northern Ireland and England is balanced out by the lower cost of living here. He also says public sector workers have job security private sector workers could only dream of that job security. They're insulated from any bad spells in the economy. That's of course what the unions describe, Bill, as the race to the bottom when you make that argument. And as for the comparison where you say that the differential between Northern Ireland and England is balanced out by the lower cost of living here, you may have an argument when you're comparing, say, Belfast with London or something like that. But between Belfast and Glasgow, there's a £2,500 differential. £2,500 less in a pay packet per year for a nurse than across in Scotland. And the standard of living between those two cities wouldn't be anything more, in my opinion, than cigarette paper thin. Uh, Geordie's a point that he wants to make. Good morning, Geordie. Good morning, Frank. How are you, sir? Uh, Very well, Geordie, Uh, very well. Right. Uh, if, we, if we think about the, uh, the strike from the health professionals, when we think about our schools and our education, we think about our infrastructure and our roads, and we stand back and we look at the bigger picture, life in Northern Ireland for the ordinary people is falling apart. At the minute, we have the gays up in Stormont, and they have handful of reasons why they can't speak to each other, why they can't do their jobs. Uh, Westminster, it's not really their job. I mean, they have handed over the ownership to the department executive. So we're in a position where no one is accountable for the situation that we're in. The politicians in this country and the people in this country, they wanted self-determination. They didn't want to be rude from Westminster. 
However, whenever Westminster handed uh, the job to representatives of this country, they have proven beyond all doubt that they are totally inadequate. They are mentally immature. Okay, well, your, your line's gone down on us, but we've certainly got your point. They're mentally immature, our politicians, incapable of running our country. That's a damning, damning analysis. But is it is it accurate? And when you look around, and, you know, Geordie started there by saying the roads, you just take a look at the state of the roads. It's appalling, an appalling state. Country roads all grown over. Main roads potholed. You know, that was the, the first example that he, he gave. Our awareness of climate change. What's ever done about that here? When was the last time we had an initiative or anything of value to get us to be more aware of what is arguably one of the biggest problems for the planet? Mental health. Where are we with that? And people suffering day in, day out. And of course, the families that have been broken as a result of suicide rates. Where are we when it comes to food banks and poverty and a countdown to Christmas where people are going to be up to their necks in debt? I could continue very easily to endorse what Geordie has said, that this country is not only falling apart, it has fallen. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Apart. Good morning to you. Almost 25 minutes to 10 Tuesday morning in December. Countdown to Christmas. Uh, Patrick has a point to make. Good morning, Patrick. Hiya, Frank. Padraig Manus, taxi driver. Uh, I brought a wee woman home from the city hospital the other morning, and she told me about an auxiliary, uh, not an auxiliary nurse, uh, a nurse out of the agency, who's on £50 per hour. And that was a Monday she was working in the city hospital, and the wee woman said to her, 
when will you be back? She says, I'll not be back to Thursday. Oh, she says, why? She says, I've got to do a shift in the Falklands. That's a, that's a, that's a brave way to go for a, for, for a turn for another 50 quid an hour. That's what she was doing. That's where they were standing there and, and the hotel was paid for. She's done her shift. The hotel was paid for that night and then she flew back home. Everything paid for. That's how Scot- Scotland don't use agencies. That's how they're getting able to pay their nurses more money. We're using these silly agencies. There's kids now being nurses now. They're not going to hospitals. They're going to the agency for £50 an hour, £500 a day. When you describe it as a silly agency, the reality is if we didn't have the agencies at this present minute in time, we probably wouldn't have the service at all because that hard-working nurse who's prepared to, and maybe it's a bit extreme to give the example of working in Belfast one day and uh, down in the next support Stanley the next day, but they, they, do, they do flit about from one place to the other um, and you know, they're to be commended for the hard work that they do. Yeah, Frank. But why? Why is all the, uh, the the no? I have nothing against the girls coming from foreign countries to work here. They come here because the wages is okay for them, and they're taking over the hospitals. And they're you can see them in the Royal or the City or Dundonald or wherever you go. But they're foreign kids. Yeah, so but no, no, every every but every agency every. Uh, agency member of staff isn't necessarily from overseas. There are locals who work on the agencies. Yes, of course, of course. But that's why they're working on the agency. If the agency wasn't there, they would be straight into hospitals nursing. So you would so like to see to you would like to see the agency option done away with and done away with completely. Scotland can do it. Why can't we? Why can't we? Well, at, the, at this pre- at this pre- at this present moment in time, we can't staff even with the agencies. If we were to pull the plug on them uh, at at present, uh, I, most likely the service would collapse. All right, but you see all the ones that sir that has signed up for the agency, the young nurses, they would be into the hospitals. They wouldn't be in the agency because there is no agency. They would be in for a half decent wage. Well, to get this raise. And I'm fair play to them, and I hope they get it, and I hope they stay out till they get it. You'll back them, the, you, them. You'll back them the whole way, Patrick, regardless All of how it might impact on you. L- Lord forbid, Lord forbid you're driving your taxi and something uh, happened, and as a result you were ill, and you had to be in hospital for a number of weeks over Christmas, after Christmas, and industrial action was continuing. Would you be as sympathetic then if there wasn't someone making the bed that you were getting out of there to push you along to their next appointment within the hospital? You were stag- you were in, in, in a, a form of stagnation while in pain. Would you would you be as sympathetic? Yes, Frank, because if I, God forbid, if I was in an accident or whatever happened to me in the taxi, the ambulance would lift me out of it and bring me to hospital. I would be seen to. Yeah, well, they're, they're going on strike as well. Well, you know, I don't know. Well, I don't know what we would do there. We have, like, you know, the, I'm not for a moment suggesting that we're not going to have emergency cover. I need to emphasize that. But every element of the health service is voting to take steps towards industrial action of some form. You're prepared to back it, come what may. Come what may. They need need their money. They need the better wage. Some of them's coming from Armagh and everywhere, and they're staying in in wee rooms, and they're staying in digs, and they're staying here and there, and they're splitting the house between them, but they've still got to pay for that mortgage or that rent or that whatever. 
and that's all expenses for them. And then they go home at the weekend to see their mum or their dad or whatever in the car and more diesel or petrol, whatever they're driving, that's more expense. And then back again to work, that's more expense. Okay. All expenses for them. Okay, Patrick, thank I'm you. Thank fully you. with them, and my wife's fully with them, and everybody in my house is fully with them, and I hope they get what they're striking for. Okay, that's very, very clear. It's also clear from the people who've been contacting us yesterday and today that the majority of the audience is fully with those people who are taking industrial action. Uh, Clive has a point. Good morning, Clive. Good morning, Frank. I am fed up to my back teeth with people bashing the NHS. They had a chap on earlier who's criticising the, the, the nurses from foreign countries. My granddaughter's a nurse, and the, the National Health Service in Northern Ireland would be closed if it wasn't for them. You've got to appreciate the work they're doing. He's saying they come from foreign countries and are getting good money. We all agree. There's not one person would disagree that the nurses are underpaid and under-respected. They need to get the, the money that the, the, the party with England is absolutely ridiculous. Yesterday morning, Frank, there was a conversation on about staffing numbers. Some boy on the phone I couldn't get through to. My granddaughter worked on a ward with 24 rooms and two nurses. Is that fair? Well, it's the sort of question that's regularly being asked about ratio of nurses to patients and the pressure that number one the, no, the most important person in all of this is the patient the the pressure the patient would be under not being properly serviced yes. but number two and running That's alongside right. it is the member of staff who so much is asked of them so much is asked of yes, them right. they are they are understandably at breaking point but is it the right step to take to take industrial action yes frank I mean, I, I don't, I don't agree with striking, but this has come to a point that can do no more. There are people sitting up in Stormont and in, in England, and they don't care. They're just pushing to the side. They're pushing to the side for so long. The nurses need to be paid properly. They, they're the people that, that go and hold your mum's hand or hold your dad's hand or wipe his brow and have a chat with him and look after him while we're not in the hospital. And then whenever some of us go into the hospital, because this is not right and that's not right, we, we criticise them. They're understaffed and underpaid. They're running about chasing their tails all day long and not getting proper breaks. It is unfair. And to the MLAs, I mean this, Frank, every one of them, sack them. Get rid of them. They're, give the money to the... I wouldn't be a, oh, I'm so angry. Get rid of them, put the money into the health service. Everybody's prepared to pay for the health service. We should have the best health service in Northern Ireland, and we don't because our clowns, and then there are clowns now, ask anybody, Frank, ask anybody, there are absolute clowns that run this country. Get rid of them, direct row, sack the whole blooming lot of them. Well, Julian Smith has the opportunity at this present moment in time to intervene with a form of direct rule to resolve this. Uh, He's not taking any steps towards it. Listen, see these ministers and the talk with Jesus, the woman Karen Bradley before him, your friend that gets on, Alex Cain, said that she was a puppet, and I disagreed, but she was a puppet. You know, how all of a sudden, a few weeks ago, they were able to release money for that new drug cystic fibrosis, somebody's making the decisions somewhere. Someone's making the decisions. And listen, the country in the last 1,000 days has run 
OK, we need people there who are going to talk, who are going to sit together to agree, to disagree, to help the people, the pensioners, the old people, the schools. Frank, I am sick to my back teeth, and this is the first time I'm 66 years of age, and I don't think I'll even vote for an MP this year because they're sitting on their fat backsides taking everything and every penny they get they take off the country and they're not putting it back in. Okay, that, that, that frustration is clear in Clive's voice, but it's also emanating from the texts and the emails as well. Um, if you're just joining us, you're very welcome. This is the U105 uh, phone-in. Uh, Rita says the nurses at the Royal are absolute angels, the way they cared for her brother for 16 months after he suffered a brain injury and sadly passed away. They took such great care of him. They deserve so much. They deserve support and they deserve proper pay. And that is echoed by numerous texts and emails. Uh, 028903105. I need a breather. Gronya on line two. Good morning, Gronya. Good morning, Frank. And what's on your mind, Gronya? Uh, Frank, we are one of the families who were impacted by the serious adverse incidents in the Royal. Um, and we would just like to say that we 100% with the nurses' strike wish them all the very best and we hope that all their demands are met because the job that they do in day out is unbelievable without the health service being much worse I think that they deserve the pay and the respect that their counterparts in the mainland have and so our family are 100% behind them. And when you say the adverse incidents, uh, what are you referring to Gronje just briefly? So basically, um, a number of years ago, uh, a loved one um, was admitted to the Royal after a fall uh, and basically died on a trolley, internal bleeding. Now, at the time, the family were not involved or we weren't, um, we weren't told of what had happened and we thought that he had just passed away due to the injuries. Um, and a year later, a journalist then contacted us and informed us of a litany of failures basically in the emergency department that had occurred that night and had ultimately contributed to his untimely death Um, and throughout the process in the coroner's inquiry I would just like to say that the staff in the hospital were amazing, they were supportive, they were kind, they were empathetic and a result of a failure of one person or of any person, it was a structural issue And I think that when people are ringing up to impart blame on the nurses and the doctors, I think what they need to do is look further up the chain and look at the people who control the budget, how they allocate the budget and where the budget is being spent. Do you believe that taking industrial action will help get the message across, will progress the argument for the nurses and other staff within the hospital? I think that when they're at the point they're at now where they have exhausted all other options, dialogue, they have done so in good faith, um, their demands have not been met, they have not even been partially met, they've gone no way to try meeting them and appeasing them. Um, I think that this is a last option for them. I'm sure that every single person on that picket line does not want to be there. They would rather be on the ward doing what they're trained to do and caring for people. So I think that when we when we look at action and we look at strike action, we have to look at it as part of a, a larger process. Um, you know, they're selling their labour. Their labour is worth a fair day's pay and that's what they're entitled to. 
Grania, thank you very much indeed uh, for the call. 02890-333-105. Really, I'm not saying it's unbridled support for the people who are taking industrial action, but it's certainly massive majority support. There are dissenting dissenting, uh, voices. Um, Someone making a point that when a... An agency nurse is valued at 50 quid an hour. Every penny of that, of course, is not going to the, the nurse, but this is a sort of a cost that it is to employ an agency nurse. Now, let me see some of the other uh, texts that are uh, coming up here in, in front of me at the moment. It's just, I, I, I can't read them all out, you know, where you're, you're almost like beeping your horn as you're passing the picket line with some of the things that you're saying. But we're taking that as read because I've, we've hundreds of texts here. And on a skim, I would say 95 of them are in favour of support being directed towards a picket line wherever it happens to be at this point in time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.